Hello, players who won't stop talking when it's someone else's story beat. And DMs who make fifth grade puzzles that their adult players can't solve in less than two hours. Welcome back to Table Talk. I'm Real Maddie. fucking story. I'm Robert. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Uh, funny enough, it, today is pet peeves. So I'm so about, excited for this episode. She's been asking to do this episode, I think, the last three or four times we've recorded, and I just haven't really felt up to it, because it is, it is a little mean-spirited in nature, but also, if you know me in real life, <laughs> That's a wild thing for you to Sometimes say that you don't want to do it because it's mean-spirited. Well, because I'm, like, baseline mean-spirited. So, like, to intentionally do it or go over the top with it, it feels, feels wrong. Yeah, it feels wrong. Because you're just mean unintentionally all the time. I just got a line to draw, man. My naturally rigid personality has lines, too. Okay? <laughs> There's morals there somewhere. Exactly. Anyways, if it um, helps, I talked to our housemates last night and mm -hmm. told them we were doing this episode today and asked permission to share some specific stories and instances. Were we? Um, did you talk to one or did you talk to both? I talked to one and I talked to another one about it previously. Oh, okay. So I have permission. <laughs> Fun stuff. Anyways, today's going to be all about um, things that happen at the table. Excuse me, sorry, that we Gross. like or don't like, uh, mostly don't like, really. <laughs> Um, sort of the episode being specifically pet peeves. So we uh, shit that people do that we hate. Yeah, we talked a little bit ago in one of the episodes. Um, shout out Table Talk. You should go listen to all the episodes if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to another one before. Every one of them. Um, we talked about like how to be a good player because we talk a lot um, and like touch on the idea of like don't be an asshole player, don't be a dick, like mm -hmm. be helpful, be good. Uh, but we like this is also kind of a clear guide on. Uh, things not to do, um, which granted, like, take this all with a grain of salt. Some of these are like our personal mm -hmm. pet peeves, and some of them are like general, like, okay, manners, maybe a little. Manners, maybe a little. Um, so we got, we have a list. You want to start? Uh, I, I will gladly start, unless there's one that you want to start with. Now you can, you can take that first one. Uh, first kind of bullet point was like, no, being prepared. Um, which kind of goes with like note taking, but show me your fucking character sheet. Yeah, like it. It ever listen. We both have ADHD. We get it. We get it. We do. But if you're sh if you show up to D and D mo more than once without your character sheet, and you like don't have a photo of it on your phone, or you don't have it like saved on your laptop, yeah. like what are you doing? And that's. Part of the reason why having digital character sheets, while it does take away some of the fun of like having to flip through your physical one, which is, in my opinion, maybe a hot take, infinitely more annoying than it is fun because of the novelty. I'd much rather just have a digital character sheet. I agree. Anyways, it it it, uh, it was a thing where we had done our previous two semesters with digital sheets only because we started abroad and didn't. I mean, we could have printed off physical yeah. ones, but I mean, digital ones are just so much easier. So we never had to worry about people showing up with like the the stuff that they have to have. We also you've like committed every aspect yeah. to to memory. We also lived in like the same building, so like cool. Somebody forgot their character sheet. Go back to your room and get it real quick. Mm -hmm. But when you're driving somewhere, yeah. And then we switched to uh, paper characters. I mean, truly, the only way that you could not show up with your character sheet with the way that we did things was not bringing your cell phone. And yeah. the chances of that happening are slim to fucking none. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Um, but then we switched to physical character sheets this semester because it's a, it's a non-traditional system. It's homebrew. 
and so it doesn't have, uh, there are a lot of mechanics in it that do not correlate directly to the traditional 5e character sheet. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, people started showing up without them. Like, very quickly. Like, we were two, three sessions deep, <laughs> it was, and it was, yeah. uh, I don't have my character sheet. Cool. You can't play the fucking game. <laughs> And it's then like, it's, do you have a photo of it on your phone? No, I have no idea what any of my stats are. Yeah, and then he, and what? then they're like, I don't want to call out specific people, but then one of them was like, yeah, I think I've like lost it, lost it. Like I need to remake the whole character, oh and I'm God. like, I don't. Mm. Do you remember what my character stats were? No, motherfucker. <laughs> That's your job, man. I have your health and AC down. Those are the only two things that I absolutely need to know. Yeah, I will occasionally take a glance in preparation for like a fight. Because something that Brennan's always, uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan has always said and a, a couple of different things is like. Like Brennan, like you're just buddies. Brennan, yeah, you know, Brennan. I was just talking to Brennan the just other talking day. Talking to Brennan. Talking about Brennan Lee Mulligan stuff that he says. He's always said that like know your, your, your PC's sheets. Mm. Know their spells. Because it's going to be a real hard time when you design a full fucking encounter that just gets uh, absolutely countered by your players having a single spell. Yeah. Separate ran in and of itself. Point being, take a fucking picture, man. Yeah. Take a picture, make copies. I don't give a shit. But when we're like 10 minutes away from starting the session and you're like trying to figure out what the fuck your charisma stat was. It's it's bad. Uh, it and this also kind of goes with note taking. Now, I'm an obsessive note taker. We've talked about it before. Um, I'm probably going to do a whole episode on note taking in the future. Yep. But and I'm not saying that everyone needs to like take detailed notes, but you should have basic information. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you should have the names of your parents or like that super key information that was like given to you, just you, just your character last session. Mm -hmm. And then you don't remember any of it and you just have to spend so much time at the table rehashing or like the yeah. note taker is sitting over here looking at the notes, knowing what you are supposed to know and then you as a player don't have anything written down or like don't have any way of knowing. And if you've got a great memory, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. That's great. But if you don't, there is no harm in writing down the name of like the place that you're from. So every time you're like, have oh, some yeah, downtime, you don't have to be I'm like, from. where am I from? What's my dad's name? Oh, sick. Me too. And it's just no, a lot just of like, like a fucking newborn. Every time you sit at the table, man, you're yeah. a newborn with stats. <laughs> like that's it, dude. And that's why I kind of like link the two of them together. It's just about like preparedness, because like it's one thing if you forget a pencil, or even if you forget dice. That has happened so many times. How? That's How crazy do you to me. forget dice? That is dice crazy to, to me, me is wilder than the character sheet <laughs> thing, man. Because you gotta have it at minimum, unless you're a fucking psychopath, you have to have at least a bag to put them in. God forbid yeah. you store them loose, which which Who the some fuck some people do that. Loose? By the way, some people a person living in our house has a thing to put them in and stores them loose on a countertop. Who? Never mind. That's not a podcast thing to air. It's not a podcast. Thing I'll to air. find that but out it's later. Fucking but... annoying because he always sets them right next to his little case. That's meant for oh! holding dice. Yeah, I know who it is. Anyways, that's point. crazy. Loose dice. Act no, that's on my pet peeve list. Loose dice. You have what to have fuck? something physical to store them in, whether it is a bag or a box. And I understand character sheets to a degree because they're paper. Maybe they get fucked up. Maybe you spill water on them. Maybe they get, I don't know, torn in half or they fall in a crack or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You have a bag of dice. That shit is loud as fuck. Yeah, or at least Lego style, you'll step on it and figure out where you <laughs> left it, man. Yeah. It's, it's, that, that shit I didn't drives bring me dice, nuts. bro. 
and, and like it's less of a pet peeve for me just because I have an ungodly amount of dice. So I've and I like sharing and like letting other people like borrow my things, um, because I'm like a gift giver. So I'm fine mm. letting people borrow like dice and stuff. But like it's crazy to just show up like completely unprepared. The the note taking thing gets me because the amount of times that we have sat at the table. And, like, there's been a big piece of information that is revealed to one specific person. And then the next session they go, wait, what are you talking about? What happened last session? I don't remember what was on that really important so document that we were given. Man. I'm like, bro, get it the fuck together. Mm-hmm. Together, indeed. Get it there, please. Um, all right. So the next one. This is, uh, of you course you're going to hand one. this one to me. Um, the, the next one, and this is... Uh, maybe sort of not kind of directed at specific people. Oh we've, my we've God. all we've all been there. I'm not gonna name drop. It's happened several times at my table. It's happened at times at other people's tables. This is just a I've general rule of thumb. Where this is very much a thing. Wear deodorant. <laughs> I don't care if it is ten o'clock at night. I don't care if it's nine in the morning. I don't care if you took a shower an hour ago. I don't care if you took a shower two days ago. You do not smell like you think you smell <laughs> to anyone else but yourself. Your funk, you become immune to it. Shit Jesus does not smell Christ. like roses, and your deodorant is knocking me the fuck out. Sorry, lack thereof. I'll say, as someone who's like... Wear it. This goes at very similar. Anytime that you are like in a close space with other people, and I don't mean to like sow seeds of paranoia in people, but like maybe a little, um, I... Personally, from Target, bought like a three dollar like little travel size deodorant that I keep in my purse at all times because I'm paranoid. And let me tell you, anytime that you're playing a game in yeah, close quarters with backpack, people man. or like anything like that, I promise you, I don't mean to make people like paranoid, but like just be aware just of your hygiene. Up a little. Be aware of your hygiene, because it's getting to the point where I'm gonna start keeping a stick at the table and then throwing it at people that need to put it on. Jesus Christ! I'll even get different generic ones so I can put people's names on them, so we don't have to use like. <laughs> the same stick and now i feel like i need like if i'm gonna set it i mean i have the benefit of being like light years away at the new setup but like yeah. even then when i'm walking around the table and you lift your arm to roll dice <laughs> and i get hit with the rankest fucking whiff jesus christ i yeah. love you all i love you all that's also Wear a fun thing deodorant. with playing at a table full of men and at, at an all-male table is it is a yeah, it's a experience. lot worse definitely with men than it is with with women because I feel like y'all are more keyed in on the whole hygiene thing. Yeah, because I've I've played at an all fem table, um, a couple times. No stinky people there. Yeah, and I will say it's so funny, and I don't mean this in like a mean way at all. The the all fem table that I played at, there were like so many like little crafts and like DIY things that we did. And like had a little buffet set up, and yeah. then when we play, yeah, men and men and D are basically they they show up with the sheet optional. It's like dice. the loose sheet. There's no folder. Yep. There's no bag. It is just loose paper yep, loose and like sheet. a handful of loose it's dice and they're like ball. ready to play. Mm -hmm. yep. Every femme person that I've played with has like a neat little folder yeah, and like bare bones, color fem. coordinated stuff. It's 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 so funny. I don't, of bones. I don't mean to be reductive in any way, but it is just no, in I my personal it. experience. We're just not encouraged to be extra about <laughs> fucking anything. So, like, why am I going to be extra about a game that requires three things, maybe, which is my mind, dice, and a piece of paper? And you still forget two of those things. Uh-huh. 
that's and what sometimes people forget all three. I was about to say, yeah, all three. Depending on what time of the morning it is. Oh, yeah. That's like another thing. Fucking teeth, man. Um, this is going to, this, no, I was going to say this. I, this is also for myself. Um, <laughs> take your meds. Take your meds. I don't mean that in a bad way. Take your meds. And I don't mean to, like, shit on people who, like, uh, take medication. I'm on several medications. Uh, there's no shame in the medicine game. If you know no, that you really have isn't. something like ADHD, maybe taking your medication uh, before you play the game where you are, like, going to be sitting down for long, extended amounts of time mm -hmm. um, and there aren't, like, recess where breaks. Where you know that the lack of medication is going to make you absolutely fucking miserable to be around. Yeah. Like, I don't take my meds when when I'm doing a session just because it helps me, um, like, not being on, this may be the argument against, not being on ADHD medication for me helps me ad-lib a lot more mm -hmm. um, and improv because I'm a little too hyper-fixated when I am on my medication, but, like, that's not the fucking problem. Yeah. Like, that's not what we're running into here. Take your meds, man. Um, which is, this is kind of, I don't know if I want to segue into this point that I did not write down on the list, um, after saying that, because I don't want it to sound like bad, um, or in like conjecture to like having ADHD or like having something that you have to take medication for. Um, but this is where my brain goes because I also fidget a fuck ton when I don't take my meds. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to talk about fidgeting for a minute. Bring toys, man. Bring fidget toys or like something to do with your hands. If you know that you're someone who can't like sit still and be engaged for long amounts of time because I it's long sessions I get it yep. it's hard and taking breaks to like stand up and walk around or even like do like fucking jumping jacks in your seat but when you are getting into a full like brawl with the person next to you and y'all are playing like fucking footsies and like hitting each other across it's the table that's a big at, uh, at three of our guys <laughs> at the table that will basically fist fight each other in the middle of dialogue it's and then when either myself or occasionally Madison are like, hey, guys, what's up? They're like, we're not doing anything wrong. We had to change the seating arrangement. I had to get them semi-assigned seats because putting two of them next to each other was too much for them to handle. They kept grabbing each other's asses and like... Punching each other and in and fucking messing with one another. Like, it's just... It was... It's I get a lot. It, man. And like, I get it. I get it. I fidget a ton. Uh, but th but sometimes just kind of be cognizant Speaking of like of, of the tone in the room. And ADHD, your phone does not fucking count. Your no. phone does not count. And you know how I know your phone doesn't count because all of your fucking character sheets are on paper this time, motherfuckers. <laughs> what you looking at, huh? That's so real. And the book that you need the answers to is with me. What are you looking at, man? I swear to God, people at art table have I'm like gonna get a fucking phone old box. movies. I'm gonna get a on phone TikTok, box. TikTok, dead ass. Like at the phone table, box. it's crazy. I understand that these games are long, guys, and I understand it's not always like a moment that you personally are involved in. But mm -hmm. when you, when someone pulls out their phone and you just hear a fucking TikTok audio, yeah. full blast, because they're, like, well, they're men and they listen to their phone all the way at like top volume at all times, and you're just like in a really like intense moment, and then you just hear what's a fucking tiktok audio i don't know i well you just hear fucking like tiktok audio going off and it's mm -hmm. like okay. hello that's so cool could you not the could phone you thing not? 
Could you actually oh, we like need to get the, little, the, the phone box? Yeah, I think that actually leads really well onto the next point on the list, which is be considerate. It's yes. not on there as a bullet point, but it sure as shit should be. Stay off your fucking phone for one. I'll write it down. And then the other one is get snacks and drinks before you sit down. Uh, yeah, come fucking prepared. Like, again, I know they're long sessions. I know they're in the morning. If I had it my way, we would be doing these things at like six or seven at night. Like we, we still used had to it do. happen when we did it at night. Yeah, but it wasn't. It didn't feel as bad then because it's like yeah. people got to get dinner and whatever, whatever. It's like it's nine a.m. Most of y'all are coming from another house anyways, and one of you, two of you, live here. Three of us live there. Three, four of us live there. Oh yeah, four of us live there. You have time to get food. Before we sit down at the table. And it's also a thing of like most D&D sessions, you're not going to actually start the second everyone gets there. What's I really going to happen is it's going to be like 30 minutes to an hour yeah. of like prep time. And it's going to be people talking and like catching up. And it's also going to be people getting the table set up. Yeah. Uh, we have a table set up where we've got like a TV um, screen that we use. Yep. So that takes us a couple minutes. So there's like normally you will have plenty of time to like get settled to get your snacks, to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But when we sit down and literally within the first 15 minutes of us starting the fucking game, you're like... The second I start doing dialogue or like monologuing into the intro of the session, you immediately go, oh, I have to pee. I've got to go get a snack. Bathroom breaks happen before the session. Now, if you have to pee in the middle, that's fine too. But... If we're 30 seconds in, man, what have you been doing for the last half an hour? You've been sitting yeah. at the table watching like, me plug shit in. It makes me feel like a teacher in high school no, where it's like ass. you're not pissing during the passing period, which, uh -huh. like, don't get me wrong. Passing periods in high school are kind of bullshit because they're like, we're going to give you five minutes to get from one side of the school to the other. And your little five foot ass is going to have to push through and if you everyone else because you're look. so small. And also, you're a girl. So when you have got to go to the fucking bathroom, it takes a lot longer than dudes who could just whip it out and pee and go. It's like <laughs> a process. And so <laughs> anyway, that's my uh. rant about that. But it's like it, I do feel like a teacher where it's like, bro. For the last like thirty minutes, we have been dicking around. Yeah. You 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 didn't think to go to the bathroom then. Yeah. Really, you didn't think to get your breakfast or your snack or whatever then. I think another point to add to the the be considerate list is um and this is kind of in the negative Nancy category as well, but this is a slightly more serious thing when other players at the table are actively giving you criticism. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be about your role play it could be about your behavior as a fucking person it could be about cooperating with the dm who literally controls the fictional universe i got permission to tell this story it, by it the way it can be any number yeah so the one about the fucking costume thing yes yeah, i got so, explicit permission last so night. one of our players um i love him to death we everyone has their own shtick this semester and it's really great everyone's super into their characters and then one of our players is also really into his character, but he's playing a robot who is like turned on like maybe a month max before the session, like before the first session. So he's like a little baby, like a little newborn. And then he was like socialized with fucking fish gangsters, right? So like there's just not a whole lot going on behind the eyes. Um, in his character, he plays very true to like what in his mind that character is supposed to be, which is very nonchalant, very dry, very straightforward. I don't understand like social situations. I don't get the whole empathy thing. And I don't really find a reason in a lot of sort of extraneous norms and values that the other very human players in my party do. We're in a, I don't know if you've caught this, we're in a superhero <laughs> campaign. 
Now, you may be thinking, gee, I wonder what's required for superheroes. Like, you know, a campaign or maybe the heroes themselves. And I can tell you really quick, uh, one of the things you're going to find in that fucking list is a costume. And like public a opinion costume. is specifically a, fucking a really costume. <laughs> we were talking about public opinion as like a huge thing for our thing. And this robot character had just decided to dox the biggest mob boss in the part of the city. When we when we say dox, by the way, we mean like address, social security number, the list of every warehouse and shipment. All of his crimes, his, his like, colleagues. credit card information, like every bit of data he had on this guy, he put out there for the world to see. Nuts. And Session so, three, by the way. <laughs> we're like level three characters. It, it was a move, uh, for sure. But so wait, we wait. were talking, and we I had talked to Robert beforehand, and he was like, yeah, you know, one of the b things that y'all are going to have to deal with is, like, you should probably update what this robot is wearing because he currently still looks like the robot that works for the bad guys. Like, very aggressively, it is a very, like, specific look. And then we're mm -hmm. at the table, and Robert goes, hey, public opinion. We're going to talk about that for a little bit. Something that would really improve your all's public opinion, and that's going to make your lives a lot easier, yep. is if... You all had hero looks, and maybe the like robot stick, in particular know? changed his look. Mm -hmm. And this was a moment. I there are very few moments where I want to reach across the table and physically like fight someone while playing D and D. What is the thing called throttle? I was yeah, gonna say throttle. what is the thing when you throttle somebody? Yeah, throttling. Like oh I my came God. so fucking close. Yeah, it got you bad. Could, you could tell this yeah, part. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. So he. I start sort of monologuing at the player, sort of info dumping about a mechanic that I wanted to introduce, which, by the way, I wasn't able to introduce until the last session because that's just how fucking chaotic things have been. Yeah. But the mechanic that I wanted to introduce is public opinion. Um, and sort of how that was going to work was that because everybody in the party had essentially become one, like they had all had their assigned public opinions that I didn't really tell them because I didn't know how the mechanic was going to work before they became a party. Then they became a party, and I sort of tallied up negatives and positives, and depending on how many of those were, were sort of there jumbled together, they came out either negative as a group or positive as a group. One of them had just committed what was basically a war crime um, <laughs> as far as the mob was concerned. So... Obviously, his public opinion is going to be very negative. I mean, there were the people in the city that were like, yeah, like down with the mom and the codfather. But then there was also all of the people that got like dehomed and uh, fucking let go out of really, really, really solid jobs, even though it was a mob boss. Yeah. And so his public opinion overall was fairly negative, which means it was going to drag down the sort of perception of the entire party now that they had been seen in public together a handful of times. So I said, hey, man, one of the ways that you could address this, and hear me out, in the superhero campaign, is if you, like, put on a cape, you Literally, know, or, like, like change your color. Like, you can change your physical appearance however you want to. Like, part of his power, which is incredibly broken, are, like, nanotechnology, so being able to change any piece of him, it would have been as simple as going, okay, cool, and cape. then, like... I'm purple now, or like, I'm green now. We were now. in a mechanic shop. There was paint. I was like, oh, do you want me to like paint you a new color? That would be really cool. Paint like, won't stay. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'll just like make my nanobots make it fall off. And I was like, okay, well, what if we gave you like a hat or something? Or like mechanic Hat won't overalls. stay. No, won't work. Yeah, he goes, what's the point? 
Like, I, I shit you not, I gave three or four different options. And at this point, the whole table is getting quiet because it's now turning into Madison, like the real-life person Madison, and then the other person who shall not be named, like, basically yelling back and forth at each other, going, wear a costume. I don't want to wear one. Wear a costume. I don't want to wear one. It was, at one point, I do remember going, hey, this is me, Maddie, talking to you. I'm trying to do what Robert just fucking said to do. Yeah, so then I jumped in as a DM, and I was like, hey, listen, I'm not I'm not about hostility at the table, but Madison kind of has a point in that you might want to put on something. And this was, I mean, I don't I don't like stepping across those particular boundaries as a DM. I like letting people figure out their own way, make, making their own decisions, even if I think they are incredibly idiotic. And sometimes, oh, and we'll, there have been a lot of we'll, them this semester. We'll hit that in a little bit. A lot of them this semester. But that was one where I was like, I, I get like a thought process, but truly it's going to be more detrimental to your party members than it is you if you do not find some sort of alternative look when you go out in public. Yeah. And his response was basically like, I'm a robot, or like Chip, his name is Chip. Chip is a robot. Chip sees no reason, zero reason to change his appearance. There is no incentive. There is no motive. There is no job reason. He is a war bot created by the there federal government. Zero by the way. fucking reason to look any different in his mind because he just doesn't care about societal norms and values. And that response to me was okay. I get that. But like... Put on a fucking cape! Put on a cape. Put on a hat. Do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, just... But that's kind of where the be considerate thing goes. When other players are actively sort of asking you or telling you to do things at the table, it, it feel free to talk to me or talk to your DM after the fact if you don't want to have that conversation there. But, like, it's going to be a lot easier going forward as a party and as a group of friends and people if everyone is on the same page. Like, if that had happened and I absolutely hated the way Madison handled that situation and London came to me and was like, hey, I'm about to stop showing up because Madison's getting on my nerves, then I would have pulled Madison aside and been like, hey, bro, Calm down. chill the fuck out, right? Like, you, we're good. I got this. That's my job. I, like, that's what I'm there for. Um, and I have said that a couple of different times, not necessarily in that way, but just to the table as a whole. Like, that's what I'm there for. I don't need somebody doing my job for me. And that goes into, did you write it or did I? Oh, my fucking God, bro. I'll let you do the player side of this in a second, but just hopping in as no, a DM. Go for it. You, as a player, do not, did not, have not, will not write this fucking story. <laughs> you don't set the events. You don't determine how people react to you. You do have you. an influence on the story, like we've talked about in other episodes, but for the sake oh of the pet God. peeves. Like you are, yes, by, you can influence the world and you can make decisions that deeply, deeply, deeply and profoundly affect the other people at the table and the NPCs in the world. Like that's what I feel like I've done most successfully this semester is make a living, breathing world where everything has a consequence. But also, you don't write the story. You are not the main character. You cannot just make dumb fucking decisions willy motherfucking nilly because you feel like it. Because what is going to happen is your character is going to die in a campaign that I designed so the characters didn't have to die. Keep it together, man. This is this is something that he has been dealing with ah. so much lately. And it's kind of some of the other points I've like t touched on under here. Like on the list, and we'll probably we might get into a specific example of it. You want to talk like, about your side of that? Yeah, I would love to. Go for the it. Say, th my biggest pet peeve with the like the concept of like, did I write it or did you? Mm -hmm. Like, whose fucking story is it? Don't 
ever, and this is like, maybe this is also me as like an actor, one of the biggest notes that in like rules that you know as an actor is you don't give another fucking actor a note. You don't say, hey, I think you're doing this scene wrong. Try it this way instead. No, mm. you don't fucking do that. Don't tell another goddamn player what decision their character is going to make. Mm -hmm. The amount of times that I've been like, and I've already talked to everyone who's like done this to me about it. Like the amount of times that I'd be like, hmm, I'm trying to figure out what to do. And I say that out loud and, and everyone goes, like, you she should needs do this. to do you this. Do hey, she Madison, would do this. Yeah, hit this. Jump do there. that. Do there. Freak out. Motherfucker. Yeah, you're not. This is one. not your character. You're not the one role playing, home slice. And like, don't, don't tell another player how their character should react to things or what their character should do. Yeah. Yeah. Because that shit just goes through me. Because it's like, this is a character that I have created. Mm -hmm. I know them better than you do, motherfucker. And see, that's where it gets messy, too, though. Because it's like, your decisions as that character can and often will impact sort of the other like the other characters at the table. And so I get... I get the natural instinct to be like, we're in this really high-stress moment. You're about to make a decision. Please do this or don't do that. And now I, th I've never done this before, this semester have had to, as a DM, as of last session, step in and go, don't, don't make do this that. decision. Yeah. People are now asking me before they make decisions, is this the right thing to do? And I'm like, for the most part, that's your choice. But also, I'm telling you now, the uh, bad news bears. Yeah. Bad news bears. Bad news bears. Please think it's, before you fucking leap, man. And the thing that kills me, though, is every time I've had this issue, it's never a high-stakes situation. No. It is never anything dramatic. It no. is always like, hmm, I don't know what to do in this combat encounter. And everyone's like, she would do this. Yeah. And I'm like, she would? Tell me more about what she would do, the character mm -hmm. that I made. And there's there's a difference between like helpful criticism or like where it's like, hey, I really like the way that you did this or talked like that or used this voice or used that power. Here's something else that you could maybe do next time. Like, there, there's a yeah. difference between that and going, this is what I think you should do. Yeah. And then there are also helpful times, though, during combat when everybody is working as a group or even just in a regular sort of investigation scenario where talking to each other as players and as characters uh, is really helpful. And giving yeah. each other suggestions in that way works. But don't, you're not, you're not me. Respectfully, exactly. you're not me, and even I don't cross that line unless I feel like I absolutely have to. There is no reason why you as a player should feel that you have the right to then do it with another player. Yeah, it, like it's, it's just not, it's it, not how it's it works. It's a crazy stance to me. And it's another thing if you're like saying in your character's voice to another character, being like, hey, you should do this in character. That is completely acceptable to me mm. because that's still within the realms of the game. But when you, as the player sitting next to me, are telling me as mm. a player... What my character should do? Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yep. Um, a slightly more lighthearted one, but also one that annoys me incredibly is rule lawyers. Oh, my Because um, I'm going to save that. It's what my character would do for after, because that's a rant. But rule lawyers are something all, uh, different altogether. So I, slight tangent here, play um, a lot of different games. I play Dungeons & Dragons, TTRPG. I play Magic the Gathering. I play a, a whole bunch of stuff. Like, I'm also a huge gamer, like, in my what free time I have. Um, and the one thing that pisses me off the most, and one of my roommates who listens to this podcast every day it comes out, he's going to know why this is a little targeted, we and love I apologize you. for that. I love you dearly. Rule lawyers piss me the fuck <laughs> off because it's the same thing as did I write it or did you? We're all having fun. We're all in the moment. We're all just like trying to play the game. And then somebody goes, actually... That's not how this works. Or actually, you have to have line of sight. 
actually, you're 35 feet away, which means you're just out of range. Like, it's... Mm, oh God. Or the, the head cannoning stuff, and I've talked about this in a previous episode. It, when you're the DM, sure, fine, whatever. Make up your own rules on the spot. I don't give a shit. I've done that plenty yeah. of times. I'm like, yes, the spell says you can do that. Level with me here for a second. No, it doesn't. No, it does not. There's no fucking physical way you can do that, which being in a superhero campaign has made that a lot more lax. But as a player, you do not have the right to argue with me and go, that doesn't make any sense, or that's bullshit. Yeah, that's... You can do it in a fun way and be like, oh, man, motherfucker, like, that's so bullshit. And then I'll, you know, behind the screen, like, haha, I made a cool villain. Yeah. Like, I've managed to get at them. Hey, this shit sucks. Do you have something you want to send in to make it better? Criticisms, topics you'd like to see discussed, or an advertisement you'd like to run? Maybe you even want to sponsor an episode. If so, shoot us a message at mc460 at evansville.edu or DM us on Instagram at Crescent Magazine. Or we'll never get better like these fucking guys. But when you look when at me you and you go... when you start pulling up the mm, receipts, it's okay. like, do we really want to do this? That's bullshit. Does she, did she really have that extra attack? Did she really have another legendary action? Is that really an ability that like, you wrote on her sheet before you sit down at the table? Does it matter? And that's the thing we've talked Does about. We've talked about like ethically like fudging things from a DM perspective. Half of the time that your DM like makes up and bullshit, which this is it also just, to say like ways. if you have a good DM, I'm sure there's like really shitty DMs out there who are like, actually, no, your spell can't do that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, yeah. But like half the time that your DM is doing something or fudging something or saying like, no, I'm going to switch this up. It is for a thematic purpose. At mm-hmm. least it is at our table. And when you start arguing and half the time, in my experience, I feel like rule lawyers also fuck over the people at the table more, like fuck over the party. Mm-hmm. Cause it's always like, actually this ability that you're doing, wait, what spell are you using? Mm-hmm. No, you shouldn't be able to do that yeah. because you have this effect. We haven't had that happen as much at the table as we do with people arguing with me yeah. or getting shitty at me because their character went down or they took a lot of damage. Like, yeah. th- listen, it goes both ways. I'm, I, I am also going to remove several, uh, like, tens of points of, of hit points from this like this piece NPC that you're hitting so that way the combat encounter will be over and you don't go down. Yeah. On the flip side of that... I'm going to fucking one-shot you because you're fighting what is in-universe like one of the strongest characters you could come across. Yeah. Don't get mad at me when that happens to you. Like, it's it's both ways, man. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make things fun for you. I'm also going to make things realistic and fun for me on the DM side of things. I've also seen where you have been, you've laxed rules and, like, kind of changed <sighs> things around to benefit players. Be like, okay, I know that your spell says that it should only do this thing. But um, I'm gonna say know, yeah, that it I know, also I know what you're referring to now. like yeah. does this, and then mm-hmm. the royal lawyer goes, "Actually, no, it doesn't." And it's yeah, like, like, "Bro, the DM is giving me extra powers. Shut the fuck up." Yeah, same person who controls the bot. Um, we had a moment like this because he had an ability called drone, where basically he could put out a drone and it could shoot at people, but he had to take a bonus action um, or an action to pi- no, I think it was an action to pilot it. Um, and it basically, literally, all it did was like roll to hit somebody, and I was like, "That doesn't make." any sense and then i think it was something like he had to be higher level like a lot higher level to use it as a bonus action and i was like well that's fucking stupid yeah like and then it was something i think it had to be stationary like it couldn't move and i was like all right well that doesn't make any sense like i don't care if you're a child flying a drone you still have the ability to move it a lot um and you're a robot like you have the ability to process a lot of things at one time please go ahead and take a bonus action to pilot and he's like but that's not what it allows me to do i'm like 
I, I know. I heard you. I registered that. You can go ahead and take that. And he's like, yeah, but I mean, that's not, like, if I don't have it, like, I don't have to have it. And I'm like, I, no, I get that. I, I hear you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. And in this return. This was such a fun moment to watch at the table because this was definitely the energy as well, which was, okay, I'm trying to, like, mm-hmm. help you, this man. Is a, this is a benefit. This is this is a good thing. This is me going, we created a character where in the universe it makes zero sense for you not to be able to do the thing that we thought you could do, so take it. And he's like, nah, I'm good. That's crazy to me. That was that's still looking back crazy to me. Yep. Uh, next thing on the list, it's, it's what my, my character, character would, would do. do. SpongeBob text. It's the like. That's how I. I'm not gonna lie to you. That SpongeBob text. That's how I. Uh, <laughs> rule lawyers specifically <laughs> were playing magic. When people, this is, again, another side tangent, but people are like, "This know what this bill does," or like, "Shut the fuck up." Oop, counter. Oh, I tapped this to do that. That literally, that's how I talk. I'm like, like, get fucked, man. I get it. We're all we're all about playing by the rules and being on the same level. Get fucked. Jesus. Take a breath. Take it somewhere else. Say it inside. Yeah. You know, lay the fuck off. Anyways, I love you. Um, the and this goes to the robot thing, and then to a character who's been making a lot of really shitty decisions, who I have punished about as bad as I could in the last session. I get that there are things that in your character parameters you would do. And we've talked about this specifically with Magnolia in the last campaign. I get it. I understand it. We've created a character. You really want to, like, stick to their guns. You are playing at a table full of other human beings who are also playing characters that they deeply care about. Now, when the universe, and the universe being your DM, starts throwing shit your way in-game for you making shitty decisions... Do not continue to run that into the ground until you are, like, fucking forehead deep in shit. Yeah. Because that's just called character death. That's going to result in me killing your character because it is such a fucking nuisance to everybody else in the campaign. And this is something I put under the negative Nancy thing that I'm just going to move up here. Uh, Your life matters. Mm -hmm. In the game, your life matters. And, like, the idea of the, like, it's what my character would do. Part of it is also, like, yeah. the whole, and if you know anything about, you've probably seen, like, the TikToks or the memes of, like, well, my party robs everyone when we're asleep because it's what my character would do. They're a rogue. Like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, you're still at a table full of other, other human beings. And when you're playing a character so, and this is my, this is full, like, outing myself here with uh, my last character. I was very, very bad about doing this. Your life has consequences to the party. Like, your party, Mm -hmm. if you just kill yourself or, like, make decisions that result in your character's death, the party is also going to suffer for that. Yeah. And, like, you you have other people that depend on you. You don't operate in a vacuum, man. Like, you're especially if your DM is good at what they do, you're in a shared universe where everybody's actions, everybody, that does not mean everybody when they're together... That does not mean everybody only when they are individually present in a scene. That means everybody all the time mm-hmm. is actively making decisions that have consequences on the world as a whole. You're not in a fucking microcosm. You're not in a vacuum. You're not in one single neighborhood, and everything that happens inside that neighborhood never exits that neighborhood. This yeah. isn't a win in Vegas. It stays in Vegas. No, it is like right? a, this is a real thing. This is a real 110% thing. So, yes, please make decisions that are in line with your character. It's fun. It's role play. But also, get some common motherfucking sense and yeah. acknowledgement. Other players are looking at you going like, no, dude, I'll stop, say, stop, Here's an stop, example stop. of like a time that I've done this. And like once again, looking back, I think you should recognize your own like flaws and stuff kind of as like a 
a player or a DM or wherever you stand, mm. there was a moment in the last campaign, and this was very, very early on. This was like the first two or three sessions of D&D that we had ever played together. Mm-hmm. Um, our characters were like in another world outside of the inn. This was like with Magnolia and the World Serpent's Inn, which we've talked about before. And my character, uh, we were talking to these Eric Cochran um, like guards, and one of them was like a captain of like the fucking a battalion a, of, of yeah of a battalion guards, by the way, and a battalion is fifty motherfucking people. These were level three characters. There were like what four of y'all, five of y'all. Yeah. You can, you can tell the rest of the story. Okay. <laughs> He's just glaring at me a lot right now. Um, I'm, I'm telling this story because I recognize my flaws. Because that was a decision where I should have gone cool. Your character and the rest of your party get slaughtered. Yeah, I'm glad you did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got yelled at by everyone, though. So the captain <laughs> turns to leave, and I was not done with the conversation. And so I look through my little thing, and I go, okay, I've got this thing called lightning lore, which pulls people back. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about the fact that it did... Damage. damage and it was like a combat spell so i was like the captain turns starts to fly away and i go hey no and i like cast that and everyone at the real life table turned to me and i thought i was gonna get jumped like real life jumped Does everybody else understood the gravity of the situation especially when he was like yeah like y'all are y'all are allowed to to leave like respectfully but come back and you're dead like this yeah is not a place it was you should be. i don't know how you're here i don't like that you're here it was bad so of course magnolia goes well i'm not done having this conversation i still have questions i want answered and then proceeds to try and fucking whip the captain back towards the party it was bad um it was definitely a thing where i got taken aside and threatened um in the game I didn't get yeah. threatened in real life until later. Yeah, that, because that I will a, say you're so fucking insolent right now. I like, continued oh to make decisions like that uh-huh. uh, throughout that entire like uh-huh. semester. I am recognizing my flaws here. Uh-huh. Um, I continuously made decisions that were not great. There was a moment where it was like, cool, if you keep pushing and try to do this thing, you are going to die. Mm-hmm. You have a plant that is currently growing through your body, mm-hmm. and you're still, and you're not going to pull away from this? Yeah, everybody, no? Everybody cool. was like, let go, let go, back off, let go, let go, let go. She's like, no, no, nah, I'm, I'm trying to get some answers here, actually. And I kept doing it, and it was a moment where a party member had a spell that came in clutch, and then I did it again later, and the only reason I got out of it was a nat 20, and there was a moment where, like, after that session, Robert pulled me aside and was like, you have to start playing smarter, Mm -hmm. you have to stop just touching shit, or when you are taking damage, not getting the fuck out, because you are going to die. Like, I think that's the one thing that I've seen a lot of players lack, is is just fucking survival instincts, man. Like, the flight or fight response is so far removed when you don't have real consequences. Like, it's in real life if somebody pulls a gun, on, like, on you in the middle of, I don't know, let's say a mechanic shop, and goes, who are you? They're, they're very young, they look like they're very nervous, very anxious, and there's a real chance, like, maybe they pull the trigger on fucking accident. Yeah. You as a grown man do not proceed to walk forward, no words, and put the barrel of the gun in your mouth. If you are a person who values their life, that was one of the I would craziest. Love to know how many people listening to this episode would put their their mouth like fully on and over the barrel of a gun, being held by a twenty one year old in a hoodie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. All they want to know is your name. They just want to know who you are, why you're there, and instead of giving a response, you just proceed to give a gun a blowjob. 
that was, I will say, as a player, one of the craziest moments in my life. I think everybody at the table also <laughs> would agree. Nobody saw that coming. I didn't see that coming. His This is a grown-ass man. In this this man has, like, a home. This particular character taxes. slash player has made a lot of similar decisions this campaign. I think part of it is just he as a person is very impulsive um, and just likes to do things uh, with a um, fuck-it-we-ball attitude. Yeah, which is great within reason. He's just playing a character that has a lot of social status and has a lot of really big consequences to a lot of actions. Like, I gave him a lot of responsibility because I thought that would be fun. And what was going to be fun in concept turned into an absolute shit show in reality because what happened with that responsibility was, was every time he came to a major crossroad, his response to everything was, fuck it, we ball. And then he would just make the most chaotic off-the-wall fucking decision humanly possible. Yeah. Like, and it, beyond they the weren't realm always... of, like, the... the it, it, not in a way of, like, oh, I'm playing, like, a chaotic neutral character, so I'm gonna do something so, like, nuts that kind of fucks people over. It was, like, I... Like, you could... He would just, like, panic as a person and then, like, get real calm and go, all right, I know what decision I'm making. I'm gonna fucking... I'm gonna give head to the gun. And it's like, what? Or last session, I'm going to walk up to you and snap my phone in half. No words exchanged. No That was another dialogue. crazy moment. Yeah. I'm going to turn on the murder bot and then fight it instead of backing down in this conversation that I was given a very obvious out to because, yeah. I, I shit you not, because fuck it. I get it, man. Role play your character. Do whatever. But, like, please... You just play with like the the tiniest bit of survival instincts and common sense because it will do a lot. And also going back to like the idea of playing with survival instincts and also knowing that like your actions affect other people at the table. Mm -hmm. Especially when you are making, and this also kind of goes up to one of the points I talked about earlier. If you are making a decision that is directly involved or affecting another character, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe. Think about it for two seconds. Or ask mm -hmm. them if you were about to make a major decision for another character yeah. without clearing it with them. And don't get me wrong. This is something that also happened. This happened recently in our campaign. This also has happened in um, the, the campaign before this because I'm, you know, I made plenty of decisions, as did several other party members, uh, just straight making decisions for other players and being like, nope, I'm going to grab this person and drag them. Mm -hmm. um, and like, Or I'm going to kidnap. Or I'm going to hold you hostage and yeah. not let you ever go home. Yeah, I'm guilty of this as well. Mm -hmm. um, but but maybe when your decision is accusing someone of terrorism, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in a world full of superheroes, man, it's like truly the the equivalent is like walking into like Marvel Comics New York, going to like a bank that's down the street from the Avengers Tower. And then handing your buddy who's right next to you an assault rifle, like pulling the fire alarm, firing a gun in the air, and then running out of the building. And like, I mean, essentially, yeah, that was kind of like the vibe. Because now everybody thinks that you have walked into a bank with a gun. Everyone thinks that your intent was to rob the bank. And you are in a location that is notorious for having some of the most powerful superheroes in the world. And you just do that, and then you peace out, and you never say anything to them. Yep, then you as the friend that handed the assault rifle to your friend who was completely unaware, just and, was trusting you, you just leave. Yeah, and then they have no idea what happened. Mm -hmm. And they're like, huh, the federal government just broke into my apartment and 
this one police officer showed up and said, "You got to get out of town now. Yeah. Hide your identity." And what's even see what's it's not even the same situation in that though because at least in that situation you're aware of who handed you the gun. Yeah, no, this I was not like, aware. This is like if somebody mailed you a gun that already had your fingerprints on it that was used in a bank robbery, <laughs> and then they called the cops on you and were like, "Hey, man, I know that this person has an assault <laughs> rifle and it was the same one that was used in that bank robbery." Again, also in the MCU's. New York. It's, Daredevil shows up to your house tomorrow ready to break all of your legs, and you're like, hey, bro, what's up? You're like, hey, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, what did I do? I'm literally a college student. I'm yeah. literally a college student. Don't don't make those decisions for other people. But the uh, for, for reference, uh, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Most of last session, I had one player come up to me afterwards, and he was like, I almost kind of feel bad for this particular, like, for this player because they got dogged on. And I was like, listen, I gave them, and I did, I gave this particular player multiple chances. I want to say probably three or four to stop making those kinds of decisions Mm -hmm. or to walk them back or to, in the spirit of being a hero, like, do the right thing. And he just kept digging his hole deeper and deeper yeah. and deeper. So I was like, "All right, man, I'm gonna give you a heads up right now. <laughs> this action that you're like, this choice that you've made in this decision is literally, and I, this is not hyperbole, is going to start a war in your city. You are level five, <laughs> and you want to go to war because somebody called your bluff. And this is Crazy. right after you handed this person the keys to a nuke." So you know in this moment that if this person really disliked you enough, they could nuke you, and there's nothing you could do about it unless you say, "Yeah, man, I'll give it up." Yeah. And what do you what you tell them dead to their face? I ain't giving shit up. <laughs> and then they launch the nuke, and you're like, "Cool, I can catch this." And then you don't. You don't. There's not even a fucking chance. You get laid out within the first it's... two rounds of combat. You die three times. Which is more times than you're allowed in traditional D and D, and I it's, still save your ass. It's so much. So all of last session, I was like, "Cool, your powers taken away, your identity fucked, your job gone, your best friend hates you, all of everybody in your party, but two people know about this heinous ass thing that you did. Have fun, yeah, man. It's it's the it's the equivalent of a character death." Because that's the only way I could properly communicate, like, just the level of consequence that came with all the fucking actions he was making. Yeah, it was... God damn, man. It was nutty. Anyways, to pass me on that. Um, Negative Nancy. We kind of, we've talked about this on another episode, um, and we've talked about this a little bit this episode, too. On the flip side of not making decisions for other people, also, um, don't shoot down every single thing a person is trying to do. Um, and just saying, no, I don't want to, that kind of goes back to the example we were talking about with the robot thing where I was like, hey, man, uh, I'd like to give you a paint job because this is what the DM just told me I should do. And you go, no. And then it turns into a conversation where it's like, okay, well, what would you like? And your response is just, no. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's like at that point, and we talked about this in one of the other episodes where we were talking about like in, in the episode Yes And, which... Uh, is probably my favorite episode that we've recorded mm. and also has the lowest amount of listens. Um, but that's besides the point. Um, y'all should stream that episode. But that episode, oh, yeah, we talk man. a lot about, like, you know, kind of the rules of improv and not just being like, no, and what you can do instead of just saying no uh, and, like, shooting down not only the player, 
uh, in that moment, but it also shoots down the person who's it also like shoots me try- down, man. Yeah, when I'm like shoots- giving you fucking dialogue or like hooks or plot points, and this isn't just like, oh, I am a DM and I wrote several hooks that would have been cool, and they just didn't roll high enough, or they just weren't interested. Like that shit happens. It's when I'm like, hey, again. Here's a really great way for you to explore this aspect of your character, and I'm going to hand it to you in the form of dialogue with another character. And you just go, nah. Yeah. Nah. I'm okay. Thanks, though. This is another one, and I just kind of wrote this down on the list, and I, like, wrote it in a really bad way. Mm-hmm. Anytime, like, a player is, like, really trying to put themselves out there, and, like, DM as well. Anytime someone's, like, really putting themselves out there, and you're just, like, not putting any, like, any energy back of like if a player is really trying like pc and pc of being like hey i think that there's like a really cool like friendship that we can develop here Mm -hmm. or like form some type of relationship and i'm not saying in a romantic way at all i'm just saying that you should have a relationship with the other members in Mm -hmm. your party that's just what makes for a more interesting game yeah and they're trying to like explore that and like have a connection or like have a moment, yep. and you're just not like giving any it energy is, it back. It is a shared universal experience at our table now. A table now that has become a gag in this universe. That part of the ritual of being inducted into this group is is trying to have a conversation <laughs> and form a relationship with you guessed it, the robot. <laughs> Um, this is sounding so bad because so many of these examples we've used. He's truly, he's been great. He's so fun to watch play. This is the most into a character he's been. He's got yeah. really cool abilities. He's done a lot of great things for and with the party. He's just on all social aspects and social fronts. He is just a fucking unmovable wall. Like Madison, who is an unstoppable force of conversation, has been... <laughs> fucking deadwalled by the unmovable object that is so many times. a robot because it's like here's a character that's fun and bubbly and wants to have conversations and asking questions and then here's a character who sees zero interest in having conversation yeah there's no point there's no objective there's no job cool not talking and if you're a character who is like supposed to be edgy and supposed to not like people i think there's ways that you can do that and show Mm -hmm. that at the table other than just stonewalling because i think that there's a way that you can kind of be like like oh here we go again and like act like playfully annoyed by it Mm -hmm. or like you don't have to be dark and broody and keep your walls up the whole fucking campaign you know what i'm saying or if you're gonna be like dark and broody and annoyed by it make it a bit see on the flip side of that too like we have a dark we have a dark and broody character (laughs) i say that with huge quotations uh at our table and on the opposite end of that spectrum my guy i love him death one of my best friends in this whole world cannot commit to being edgy or dark no. or broody to no. save his life no it's so funny life. though it's he's, so funny he's so nice in real life and so empathetic that playing a hardline edgy batman but like a little worse kind of character just does not fucking translate, and it throws people off like no other. Because everyone at the table knows what he's supposed to be like. And then he's like, yeah, you want to go get coffee? You want me to pay for your tuition? You want me to, like, I don't know, hold your hand or, like, give you belly rubs? It goes crazy. This is a man who, like, actively tortures criminals. And then everyone goes, what did you say? And within, like, the first two sessions is, like, 
I'm your dad now. Uh-huh. And we kind of joked in the beginning about him being sort of like the dad Batman, where it's like, all right, chums, like here's 20 bucks to go get ice cream. Yeah, it's you go like do that while I go grumpy man who like, suddenly has like all of the Robins uh-huh. in like, the bright colored costumes. But it's such a fucking odd mix, man, because it's yeah. like anytime other players aren't in scene, he's edgy as all shit. But then anytime there's another NPC in the room, he's like, hey, we're like best friends and i love you so much (laughs) so there was a really cool moment last session where it was my character and his character and his character has all these shadow powers and my character has all these light powers so it's already a fun dynamic and he's basically decided that he's like the either like the cool older brother or like the borderline father figure and is like taking care of so much like stuff for her definitely the latter um it's like he's now trying to make another character his robin yeah it's it's crazy um and then there was a part where he was like, they were on patrol together, and he was like, follow my lead. This is how I take down, like, this is how I like bust a drug deal. Mm. And she was like, I don't agree with your methods at all. Like, yeah. I actually have a lot of issues with the way that you do things. Um, and he was just kind of like, oh, okay, you've got a point. And there was, Robert was like, hey, explore that, please. Yeah. Have a conversation about it. And it was a really cool conversation, yeah, and it was like a fun moment. This last session, like, truly I stepped over a lot of lines that I don't like stepping over, which is giving people very clear directions for a particular action. And then the conversation and the role-playing thing, it hasn't lacked in the last few sessions, but there are some players that that just need more help than others when it comes to having that direction. And if it requires me to, like, physically go explore that conversation or you, like, even if it's not me telling you directly, just, like you get the feeling that there's like something in this conversation that you need to hash out or that it would be really beneficial for you both to talk about that. Or you feel really strong about this and and want to continue that conversation. Like, I don't want to hand you or tell you what you have to do or have to feel, but like when there are very clear moments for some really cool and genuine role play at the table, don't get mad at me when I tell you to explore it, man. And I think that kind of goes with the whole like of, like trying to reach out and trying to like explore a relationship. It turned out to be a really nice characters. conversation. Yeah, and I think that those are the moments that are so cool, and that's what makes things that you see like Critical Role and like Dimension Twenty, where you have people crying at the table. Mm-hmm. It is because they have these inner party relationships and they have these I interpersonal relationships. Definitely see that happening um, at some point in this campaign. Yeah, and I think there's a real possibility for it, and it's mm-hmm. so much fun to have those moments with those how it kind of in that same realm um one of the other pet peeves i just wrote down like being overly secretive and this isn't something that we've had like a lot at our table that includes with your dm by the fucking <laughs> okay way. well i earned myself a reputation last semester in the semester beforehand of being very like by the not by the book but very brutal dm and that everybody's life was up for grabs now, I didn't start that way, but it certainly fucking ended that way because of the amount of insane decisions that were being made. Like, cool, we're going to go fight the BBG, or we're going to hop here and go there. I'm like, all right, consequences to your actions, man. Okay, fair, but... You- and then now this semester, <laughs> nobody wants to share personal information with me about their characters as a DM because they're afraid that I'm going to use it. To hurt them. Okay, I want to defend myself for a second here. In the last campaign, I literally did that. I 100% every did that. single character, I and I guilty, mean I did that. every single character that Magnolia not even loved, but knew, yeah. knew, got sl- either slaughtered by the BBEG, or turns out it actually was the BBEG the whole time, and he was just in disguise. Think- Motherfucker only knew like three people, because turns out all of them were the bad guy. 
just in a disguise. Yeah. And now Robert's like, why don't you want to tell me about your loved ones in the game? No, Motherfucker! I, I, I get it. I think part of it, I think that was sort of my expression of like, you're the longest lived character in this campaign. You continue to get away with absolutely insane consequences with little to no bodily harm. There's only one other route I can take with the exception of just saying, hey man, I shoot you in the back of the head with a gun, Lenny style. And that's Jesus. just removing things that she cared about, man. All of them? Yeah, the, I mean, the BBG had like an obsession, man. It was okay, like, we gotta fair. break and brutalize this character to get her to like turn to the, it's like the whole dark side thing with like Superman. Like he's always like, part of it is like, yeah, I wanna kill him, but like the better option, if I can break this motherfucker, <laughs> is that he comes over to my side. Or like with the fucking yellow lantern rings. It's like, if man, if I can get him to just switch for like two seconds. Truly the only reason just she Superman, did not go like, on like a full evil arc. And is see, that's, out of, I'm so proud of you, of, though. Is, she never went down that route. It was all out of spite. Because she did, like, her morals fully aligned with the yeah. bad guys Everybody in almost like, every way. Everybody was like, she's going to flip any moment. And Madison was like, you know what? Just to spite every one of you? No, she's not. Yeah, it, it was truly... She had been approached by the bad guy in any other way other than yeah. kidnapping and slaughtering the family. She would have been like, "Yeah, sure, that sounds like a great idea." Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was I'll never totally like a that. "Let's make a deal, man." It was always no, it like, was, hey, "I'm dude. gonna kidnap your family. You want to make a deal? You want to be partners?" No, mm-hmm. you just yeah. killed my mom. Yeah, going the, back to the whole like being secretive thing, like it, with Batman characters, which again, funny thing, there's a character who definitely could use a little bit more secrecy to their <laughs> role play and to their like. Uh, in-game persona, but on the flip side of that as well, there are certain things about your character that, I mean, other people at the table can either work with really well or that will sort of let your your PCs bond together, uh, whether that's where you're from, how you feel, like it's become a routine thing, and this is not me complaining about the robot, this is sort of a positive thing in, in my mind. Um, part of what I've begun what I've begun to do every session is to have some one-on-one time with him at the table where I ask him to explore his emotions and then he actively role plays that into the rest of how he acts for the rest of of the the uh, the session so like the session that we discovered kindness was a thing he started to like acknowledge that he at least enjoyed being around the party members uh, yeah. But before that, he was just like, they're people. Like, they're just beings that I happen to be around in this particular circumstance. Which, from a robot that thinks and feels in binary, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, but then, the way that that doesn't work is, I'm just going to withhold information from you because I don't trust anybody ever. Yeah, and it's also a thing of like, and this was definitely a thing that like I did as Magnolia, which is, you have very important information that affects the rest of the party. Mm-hmm. If you know... For example, with Magnolia, that you were like a part of like a big scheme mm. and like someone is like scheme. trying to steal you and like rip your heart out of your chest. Yeah. Maybe tell the party members why mm. that's happening. Maybe tell them that this is going on. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, we are running out of time, unfortunately. So the last thing on our list, which is also kind of ironic, is just another 30 minutes, please. Now, she has no written in all caps underneath it. My feelings as a DM are a little mixed on this one. There are certain times where I, like, with enough push and enough uh, peer pressure, maybe a roll of a dice or a negative consequence that somebody is willing to incur, I will sit down and open my laptop for another half hour. There are other times where, like, when I close the session on a cliffhanger, I'm doing that for a reason. 
Uh, one, right. yeah, one could be that's a cool moment to end on, and I would like everybody to think about what's going to happen in the next session. Two is I need to write, and I'm out of shit to do, like shit to talk about and do this this session. So I'm calling things, and there's a time and a place where it's like just another thirty minutes, and then there's also shut the fuck up. Yeah, I told you we're done. We're done. Like you can ask me once. You don't like d- d- don't fucking badger me, man. I'll say, like, as a player who always is like like I could play infinitely like i don't need a time limit like i could play forever see, as a dm sometimes i could too but like that's not the fucking timetables we're working with you know no what I'm i agree like, but so there's moments where i am like pushing and i'm like oh come on just a couple more minutes and it's always a fun balance trying to figure out in the moment of like okay is this a day that i can like push or is this finagle. a day that i cannot because there have been times where yeah, robert has been with, like okay a, yeah. roll a d20 whatever it lands on we'll play for that many more minutes and then it ends up being like another fucking hour yeah like i'm a sucker for playing too man like i wouldn't I wouldn't have DM for almost two years now and played for three if it weren't for the fact that I enjoy the hobby. Yeah. Like, I feel like we need to do an episode about positive things. Cause this so that's what I was going to say. I feel like we should go ahead and end it here, but I think a good handoff to this would be join us for the next episode, which will be a part two to Pet Peeves. It'll be all about yeah. positive things that we enjoy at the table, uh, good like sort of fun role-playing moments we've seen from players or just good sort of um, habits maybe that people have started to form. Or if you have any examples, send them our way. Uh, Please, please, please. please. Uh, You can comment them on the Instagram page, uh, Crescent Magazine that we post on. You can email us at tabletalkdndpodcast at gmail.com or mc460 at evansville.edu. Hell yeah. We'll see you next week. Thank you all for joining in. Goodbye.